Walk out the door, you see someone that you know, and they ask you how you are, and you just have to say that you're fine. Yeah. Okay. really fine but you just can't get into it because they would never understand hello you are listening to you okay hun a weekly advice podcast i'm your host failed social media guru and full-time hermit dave hi <laughs> and with me is this girl over here too nervous to speak on the podcast uh, um, mona lisa aspiring cult leader k-pop obsessive Definitely K-pop obsessive. Right. <laughs> How's that cult thing working out for you? I just need to decide on the uniforms. It's the most important part. Mm. And uh, together what we're going to do is combine our years of experience, listening to people complain and our complete lack of qualifications to solve a mixture of your problems and funny problems other people had that we found on the internet. I'll read the problems and my spiritual mentor, Mona Lisa, will do the emotional labour, provide the realness and guide us to a workable solution, or at least that is how it is supposed to work. Yeah. Now we've been talking about doing this podcast since, what, like, 11 months ago? Yeah, probably. Took us a full 11 months to actually sit down and do this. It's really hard, and it's, the funny thing is, we've just started our first podcast, and our cat has just course decided he has. Oh, that he you wants to join I'm in. I'm going to join in. And you think, a cat, how loud is that? Well, well let's well, tell you. If, if let's any... tell you. <laughs> if you ever have ever met a Bengal, don't you ever, will realise, pretty loud. Don't ever get a Bengal cat. If you do, get its vocal box removed. Don't actually do that. That'd be horrible. <laughs> okay, so, explain. So, yeah, um, we both... I guess have uh, we've both always uh, been looked to by our peers as kind of fonts of information, I guess. I mean, not so much you. Oh, well, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> Listen, right. You get a lot of people. I used to live in a house of six people and they all called me Uncle Dave. <laughs> that's true, I guess. Because I had all the advice and information. Now, I'm not very good at that, in fairness, but I'm very confident with it, which is why they came to me. Mm. You, on the other hand... Well, I think I give great advice, really great advice. Now, that does not mean that I in any way, shape or form think I have my shit together. My life is a shambles (laughs) and I am a shit show. We we don't have our shit together at all. Complete shit show. But that's the thing. I even know that I should take my own advice and I don't. And we're doing this podcast because so many people have said you'd be a great agony aunt and also you don't have anyone who knows how to record, so I'm here, right? Mm. Yeah. That's true. So what we're going to do is we're going to have people write in, we're going to have guest entries, and fail on that, if we can't find anything, <clears throat> just going to go on the internet and find stuff on Reddit, stuff on Agony Ant webpages, and we'll get, do you know what, I actually read Colleen Nolan said she was like the the most honest or fucking baller, cool, tell like it is Agony Ant in Britain. Well, we're coming for that fucking crown. Oh, really? We're coming have, for that crown, you know Colleen. Do you hear me? It's all, I mean, it's always been a personal dream of mine to steal a Nolan's title. Well, fucking... And, yeah, so we're coming for you. Just steal a Nolan's jewellery. So I'm going to do. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so, <clears throat> without further ado, we have three problems we're going to go over. Lisa uh, hasn't heard these at all. Mona Lisa has no idea what I'm going to uh, drop on her just now. Right. So, uh... Should we get started? Yeah, I'm excited. I am fucking super excited. Okay, so, 
First letter is from Donald in Washington. Okay, Donald. I wonder who this could be. Hi, Mona Lisa and Dave. I'm a smart guy. I'm so smart. Ask anyone how smart I am and they'll tell you, oh yeah, he's really smart. He sounds smart. He is smart. A genius, some people say. They'll tell you, I don't go to other people for advice because everything I do, I win. I'm addicted to winning. I just keep doing it. I win every day. Huge... He's actually written lots of U's in the word huge here. (laughs) Huge successes, believe me. I have a problem though, it's true. There are some haters and losers, really sad people, who say, I don't win. Let me tell you. It's sad, isn't it? Sad. Mm, Sad. Let me tell you a story, okay? I'm going to tell you a story. I recently got a new job, another win, by the way. I worked very hard, believe me. I worked hard my whole life, from when my father started me out in business with a small loan of $1 million to my new job. I'm a very important guy now, the most important. But there are haters. I'm sorry to say this. There are some haters and losers. again, losers. Right, God. Haters and losers who think, I'm doing bad at my job. I say, we're going to take care of everything. We're going to make everything great again. And do you know what they say? They say, you're stupid. You're fat. You're old. You wear a nappy when you're playing golf. Your hair looks like shit. Kill yourself. You're going to get fired. Sad. (laughs) And it's so boring, believe me, this job. So boring you wouldn't believe it. It's so much work. And I can't even watch TV. I know. I work like a dog. They say to me, you can't watch TV right now. North Korea just launched a nuclear missile over Japan and called you a senile pig on state TV. So sad. Many people say I'm doing a great job. But there are so many haters and losers that I'm starting to doubt myself. How can I make my life great again? Wow. Well, well. Firstly, first off, Donald, you sound like a real piece of shit. So, I think there's something called a grandiose personality. Yep. And I feel like that may be Donald. Right. He sounds like he really likes the smell of his own shit. I mean, judging by the way he writes, he seems to be a 12-year-old boy. Definitely, definitely some sort of stunted development there. Right? <laughs> what's up? What's wrong with this guy? I mean, I really, so... I'm finding it hard to take all this in because it's hard for me to imagine that a person like this would actually exist. <laughs> like, he's like, like, I'm a writer, okay? See, if I wrote someone, a character like that, okay, I don't write, like, films or anything like that, but if I wrote a character like that, people would be like, what is this shit? Right, this character is unbelievable. If you've pitched me, like, a script... Where it was like, hey, I've got this great idea for this like dystopian future movie, and this like giant man baby is like a really important person. This is how he speaks. I'd be like, I can't believe that shit. That would never happen. Get out of here. To me, though, he's almost sounding like an amalgamation of like everything awful about the sort of modern world, mm. and it sort of came together like a totem of like terrible social media posts and like <laughs> yeah. hashtag like winning like all of these things that are awful is sort of like became an actual person he's an ebook millionaire you know it's like, like Tony completely Robbins. but like add, add, like honestly like all this energy has created this human being and it's like spouted out this this creation which is Donald Trump well I can't imagine who gave this guy a job 
I but just said his name I said his full name <coughs> did you say his name <laughs> yeah oh shit that's fine doesn't matter it's all good I think we all know who this guy is right I think everyone's uh, it's 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 Tony Blair right <laughs> definitely yeah, it's Tony Blair war criminal Tony war, Blair get him, get him in the fucking Hague <laughs> Um, no, it's it's very clearly a, a letter from our close personal friend, Donald J. Trump. I mean, it's so hard because, in a way, you would love to actually sit and give this... give and, Like, part of me would love to speak to him in, in, in real life. Mm-hmm. Because, see, if he wasn't, like, the president and any had any sort of importance at all, at all mm. he's sort of iconic... Because he's so, and I mean iconic in the worst way, like that crazy lady who's like turning herself black with tan and injections. What is her name again? Uh, the German lady who I'm like obsessed with, and yes. she's now she's going to Africa. Shut up, she is. And not. she's like honestly, and she's just I like, feel like so she'll have problems and getting obs- accepted. Well, I'm obsessed with her boyfriend as well, who literally is Augustus Gloop from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Like, how is like he's Augustus Gloop? Like, I swear to God. So if you want to speak to me about my weight, you could have just waited until after the <laughs> podcast was finished recording, okay? I know. But, you know, like, it's like one of those people, days. like that lady who's, like, injecting herself with millions of year old bacteria to, to look young. And she does not look young <laughs> at all. Like, at all. And, and he's kind of like one of those people. He's like this ridiculous caricature of a person. But the problem is, he's he actually has power. Yep. So you're like, oh, God. I mean, he's an insane narcissist. Yeah. Insane. I, mean, I think, like, if you listen to this and you think Donald Trump isn't shit, then this is not the podcast for you, so fuck off. No, yeah. But I think what's interesting about Donald Trump and the reason that, you know, I decided to read his letter out, because he did write that. He wrote us that email. Yeah. Uh, very nice of him to contribute. Thank mm-hmm. you. No, he's very busy these days. Yeah. But I do think that he broached a kind of important point, which is the whole imposter syndrome thing. Everyone now seems to... It's like a buzzword, isn't it? Impo- I have imposter syndrome. Now, I have a lot of strong feelings about imposter syndrome. Now, this is the kind of stuff that I say that people will get offended at. Yes. So I'm like, mm, should I say it? Right. Here's the tea, I think, with imposter syndrome. Now, it's definitely something that exists. I think people through the ages of like really talented people have had insane problems with self-doubt and, you know confidence issues and all this kind of stuff and there's who, loads of people that have quoted about that have written, written about that who's the chap that chopped off his ear Picasso that's the one I mean good god yeah sure Money? Picasso are you actually guessing but who was it Van Gogh Van Gogh that's, that's the one I mean that was less to do with that I think that was more that he was just kind of crazy but you know really competent people talk about having these issues mm-hmm. but the problem with the imposter syndrome as we have it today is a lot of people that I think talk that, you know, that imply that they have this yeah. actually are just shit and terrible at whatever they're trying to do. That is very true. Like, we aren't all great at everything. No. And just because you want to be, I don't know, president or not an asshole, mm. then that doesn't mean that you're just like, poof, oh, I'm, I'm, I know everything about being a president. Like... I feel like it's that whole thing about shortcuts, you know? Like, Donald Trump literally just one day decided, like a child decides, that they're going to be, like, a doctor. I'm going to be a president. And didn't put in any work to actually, like, learn policies or learn how to do anything. Mm. Well, that's, that's, that's one of the things that people liked about him. And I think a lot of people related to, to Donald Trump 
Because they want that shortcut. Well, too. yeah, we live in this kind of world of like just like nihilistic self gratification. Completely. Like, you you just are like uh, I think I'm going to completely change everything that I do in my life. Uh, I better be amazing at it straight away. Like when you know being in the creative field, there's. You know, we spent a lot of time, like, I went to art school, you know, and I did my master's, and I spent a long time developing skills that I have. And it's like, you know, I, the same with everyone else I went to uni with. And I'm not just saying it's all about uni, but mm. you don't just one day decide, you know, poof, I'm... Gynecologist. Completely. Like or I've never a fashion se- I, designer. I've never seen a vagina, but I'm thinking about getting to gynecology. Yeah, I'm just like, no, you can't just decide that you are that and then that's what you like sure spend a lot of time gaining knowledge and Mm. getting experience and you know then you could enter into a field but a lot of it is that very narcissistic I just Mm. want to be this and I don't want to put in any of this work like Mm. hashtag winning at life like no bitch I mean you You know why you think you're imposter because you fucking are well that's the difficulty isn't it because even if someone is absolutely terrible at something confidence is is such a great disguise oh completely that's the thing I I find myself like see when someone's really confident I just automatically think well they must know what they're talking about because rationally if I was that confident I'd be so certain yeah other people's confidence makes you doubt yourself yeah because I'm like well if they're so confident but then I realise no they're just idiots yeah if you had the time to sit and like weigh up like your experience your qualifications uh, how right you get things and then versus like and this is like in in everyday like kind of micro interactions this isn't just to do with like work and stuff as well this is to do with like literally the way that you interact with other people like you're like are you sure this the bus is going to be on time? And they're like, yeah, no, definitely. And you're like, well, they, they must be right. But then what happens is very, like, Donald... Is this similar to what Donald's situation is. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is holes start to appear mm-hmm. in that facade that you've built yourself. Yeah. And then you start becoming defensive. Oh, well, yeah. And then you f- start flailing. Now, this is going to be a theme of this podcast because so... You clearly do not know what's So happening. much negative human behaviour ends in, like, justifying your own shitty attitude and behaviour to yourself. Oh, Then completely. becoming, like, super defensive to protect that. Yeah. Um, that's, like, I think that's one of the... the, the uh, fucking cat. That's one of the big issues that I think we're going to just come back to time and time again. Because I feel like no matter whether it's relationships, career, spiritual, no matter the kind of problems people have, that's like a real defining characteristic of it. Oh, right. But like throughout history, people have just like done so much shit just to protect them being like, no, I wasn't wrong. Hmm. Like, I mean, good God. It's kind of protecting your privilege in a way, isn't it? Yeah. But I'm sure we'll have plenty of time to elaborate on that. But going back to imposter syndrome at a basic level, mm. obviously there's a lot of people out there who you know maybe think they have imposter syndrome but actually just suck at what they do. Completely. What about people that actually like are are good at what they do and just like they're the flip side of that? I mean, I think to be honest, part of it, I think, in a way, it's kind of necessary. Like I question myself way too much, mm-hmm. but I think there is an element that you need to sort of doubt yourself in order to push yourself. Because maybe it pushes you to work a little harder, be a little better than you would have not been before. Maybe that's just me justifying my own actions. I think, like, definitely it can be to your detriment quite often. And I think achieving a balance is quite difficult. It's important Mm. to achieve a balance 
in terms of questioning yourself, going over things, but not doing it obsessively to the point of perfectionism. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You, yeah. I don't think I'm that guilty of it. But then even perfectionism became that thing now. People are like, oh, I'm a total perfectionist. <laughs> yeah, and right. I'm like... No. Perfectionism isn't a good quality, like... I took the selfie eight times before I decided like, to post no, it. perfectionism is, a, a, like, it's crippling. Mm, it's yeah. you had to have no perspective yeah. over what is good and what is not good. Well, this is it. It's the perfectionist fallacy. If it's not perfect, then it's worthless. Yeah. And a lot of people live a life where they can never make anything perfect, so therefore everything they touch becomes worthless I mean, this is pretty much them. the exact opposite of Donald Trump, though. Well, yeah, it absolutely is. Uh, <laughs> You know, Donald Trump, every, he thinks that everything he touches is, like, golden. But then I, Donald Trump's the... Again, it's, it's, he is this sort of super... This hyper example of, like, lots of things, like I was saying earlier. But one of the big things is that confidence and privilege. You know, his life created him... In his life, he was told he could never do wrong. Mm. He could have the world at his feet. Everything mm. could be his... You know, he's surrounded himself with people that continue that, obviously, in his adulthood. And look what that achieves. Look what that... Look at the mentality you get in. Where you literally think you're infallible and you can mm. just be the president of America. And you know what? You fucking can. I think, actually, he was even a bit... His background was even a bit more dangerous than that, though. Because he... Everything... His experience told him he can be and do anything. But his daddy said, I fucking hate you. Ah. Uh, like, his dad hated him... Right. But everything around him was saying, like, go on, you're the golden boy. Build the wall. You know, all that shit. Right. And um, it's funny as well, because what I find spectacular about Donald Trump is the, the amount of failures mm-hmm. that G, he just is like, no, oh, that didn't even happen. Ah, but this is the, this is the, like, such a modern thing, though, isn't it? Like, mm, the fail to succeed. But it's, like, it's it's absolutely nuts, like... How you can just keep failing. But it's weird because I guess the thing is on social media or whatever, you can present these failures as not failures. Yeah. And you can, you know, it's kind of like, you know, like the everyone gets a participation, like, oh, you 15th place medal. Like, I don't, I, failure teaches you something. But if you don't have failure, but or you don't acknowledge failure, then you never learn anything. I think that's the problem with people, though, because the whole fail to succeed thing is, like, if you go into a situation saying, well, if I fail, it's okay. Well, you're not, because like, you're, you're not even well, acknowledging how, how failure. How is that failure, then? Like, yeah, it's, it's the it's, it's it's struggling through failure that teaches you how to be better, how Completely. to succeed, how to, how to do things. It's well, not, you learn more from failure. It's not just winning. saying, it's fine to fail, because it's not fine to fail. Failing's shit. Yeah, completely. Failing's absolutely dog shit. But I think that's the thing with Donald Trump's like again the pure super example of that. Like how many? I mean, what has? How many times was he bankrupt? I mean, like Two if times? it's if it's once, stop talking about being a good businessman. Well, this it was is several it. times. And like, how many of his weird businesses didn't pan out? Is like all his weird golf courses that use like slave labor, and then what is <laughs> his hotels? His hotels, his stakes. His, his, I think the escort service thing was a hoax, but it seemed like for a while there was like a Trump escort service. What else did he have? There's been loads of stuff. A magazine. Did he have a magazine there as well? There was a magazine. Oh there was other stuff. Was there something like whiskey or some sort of alcohol? I don't know. Now I just feel like I'm making shit up. I mean, but the thing is, like, it's like pin the tail on the donkey. Like, Completely. I feel like half of those things will... Airway, airplanes. There's probably been a Trump airplane at some point. It's probably made of gold. It probably fell out of the sky because it was too fucking heavy. Ah. Uh, Dumb cunt. Yeah. 
Yeah. There's been tons of stuff. I wish I could remember more of it. But again, he just like doesn't even acknowledge that things failed. Like, hey, maybe I put it should have put more like research and development into this thing, or oh. maybe I should have done this. There's none of that. He's just like charges the. He's just like a bulldozer. There was that anecdote about him when he was like walking down the street in New York with like either his daughter or his wife. Either way, he's fucking them. Well, in any case, he's walking down the street and he saw like a homeless person, and he was like, "Hey, that that guy's got eight hundred million more dollars than me." Obviously, it's an excuse not to just drop him like a $5 note, because I'm pretty sure Donald Trump didn't have an empty wallet at the time, or like a non-functioning credit card. Right. But yeah, and I think it's what's interesting to me is, like you said before, like you're talking about like Trump and how he is like this 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 perfect like epitome of the person who thinks... Well, he probably doesn't have imposter syndrome. He does think that everything's perfect. The imposter syndrome has nothing to do with him, but he's very bad at what he's doing. But there was a theory that I saw on Twitter, that like, the, so the theory was the Large Hadron Collider, if you remember at the start of last year, mm-hmm. something went wrong with it. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh no, that's fine, false alarm. But there is a theory going about that actually what happened was we tore the fabric of reality and that's why shit is so fucked up now. Everything's gone topsy-turvy. That's why we have Donald Trump. But the thing is, he can fail and people like him because he's terrible. They like him because he's dumb. They like him because he's rude. They like him because he's not an elite, quote-unquote, mm. or a Jew is what they mean by that when they mm. say elites. But they like him for all these reasons. And th- this is the world we live in now where people are so, like, I guess so beat down by failure for whatever reason, whether it be personal or caused by society, that they're just willing to embrace someone like him getting success in spite of the fact that he has never worked a fucking day in his life, has no discernible talent, that's and looks so... like a fucking frog in a blue suit with a giant red tie. But that's what's so insane about it. It's like, they're acting like, oh, let's support Trump because he's not a politician, <clears throat> right? And I agree, politicians are the fucking worst, yeah, right? Absolutely. But I'm like, stop acting like he's every man. He is a, <laughs> right. he is a, a, literally, like, a, what, did he, when was he born? As a billionaire? Like a billionaire son or a millionaire son, like he is hardly like average Joe. Sorry, I was just quickly looking up Donald Trump's business, mm-hmm. and he's given his name to a ton of stuff. But mm-hmm. I remembered one of his big things was beauty pageants. Of course, he owns Miss USA. Used... You know, Trump University. That was one of the well, huge that the, things. That was that was settled out of court. That wasn't it. Um. Also, like all his real estate, but um, Trump University. That was one of the things. Oh, it's the beauty pageants where he walked in on a little girl's getting changed. Oh, yeah, but anyway, I <clears throat> don't know if I want to go down that road. Yeah. But there's a lot of things named after Donald Trump. So, like, he then, but so obviously, like, the things that he puts his name to, so, like, golf courses, foods. Yeah, he had a winery. That was it. Also, ice. He made Trump ice. What? Trump footlong. Trump steaks. Trump vodka. And now he's the president of America. I mean, honestly, it's like he's just anything he's came across in his life. He's just like seen a dog. He's like Trump dogs. <laughs> he's like read a newspaper. Trump, Trump newspaper. He's like picked up a phone. Trump phones. Trump toilets. Do you know what I mean? He's literally like, yeah, like completely insane. He's gonna have like a Trump toilet. He's got it's a gonna Trump, have like a Donald Trump state park. He's gonna have a Trump toilet, but it's gonna have like a built-in smartphone with Twitter on it. I mean, honestly. My advice to him would be 
kill yourself. Yeah, I'd go back to the suggestions from the haters and losers from his letter is to probably kill yourself. But if you're suffering from imposter syndrome and you're not Donald Trump, because I don't want to get too tied up talking about Donald Trump as addictive imposter as that is. Imposter syndrome, right. I, I think you need to think, am I actually an imposter or do I, you know... Are you Are you doing your best? Are you, like, really committed to doing something? And here's the tea about this as well, though. See, when people have all these thoughts about these things and imposter syndrome and they become defensive and all these... A lot of the time, there's so much energy and thoughts about this because they know. Hmm. They know. They know their shit. And they don't want to admit it to yourself. So you basically think imposter syndrome mainly just a bunch of people who are terrible? Yeah. That's bold. I mean, not all the time. I think strong opening gambit. I like it. Well, there's lots of people that aren't. But there's so many people. Do you think like the kind of proliferation of that phrase? Completely. That's exactly what I was about to say. It's like, yeah, there is always going to be people that don't see their worth when they should. So what's your advice to people then who might be shit? Because Uh, they're there. You need to find you. Do you. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like, not everyone has a place and everyone has their thing. Like, the problem is, I think, see with things like social media and Instagram and stuff like that, everyone wants to be like cool or creative or this, and it's like these sort of, everyone wants to be a makeup artist, or this or that, and it's like, do you know what? Even if you're kind of good at makeup, but it's not your thing, don't make everything your thing. Think of what really you're the best at. What makes you stand out? What what do you do better than other people? Find Where is your, your passion? Point of difference. Completely. And go with that, because I think, rather than trying to compete as a fraud find your thing because that will always make a person the most interesting see even if someone is the biggest sort of quote unquote loser in the world but they're just completely themselves Mm -hmm. they're owning their shit then they will always be the most interesting person to speak to it's that genuineness that people want and that's I think what makes people really have like enduring careers what if their shit is fedoras samurai swords and my little pony then you'd be the best fedora wearing samurai sword wielding my little pony fan in the fucking world (laughs) you like own that shit yeah. And you like have like you only have your collection of fedoras on the wall. You fuck all the pillows. You fuck all the body you pillows, buddy. Completely, completely. Like you fuck them in public. Like just get you, your dick out in the park and well, fucking jizz on your body pillow. You're, you're mixing themes here. Body pillows and My Little Pony are different. Are they? You actually get My Little Pony things. It's all the same even though to me. I did write an article about bronies and not all of them want to fuck them. Well, but if you are the some that do, I think you get ones that have like holes. In it that have you know you could like put your dick in or whatever. Well, cool. Thanks for shitting on me on our maiden broadcast. Mm. I just don't like you messing up your subcultures. Cool. <laughs> okay, so imposter syndrome. Be a brony. That's what. I, that's what I got out of that. <laughs> just be a brony. Should we move on to our? Yeah, we're yes, actually, Joe. Yes. You know, we are. We are. Twenty-eight minutes into this podcast. Wow. And we have two. Fantastic letters left to I'm go. I'm very excited about these. Good. So, this is from a real person this time. Okay. Well, no, Donald Trump is a real person. Yeah, he, he is a and real person. Well, a close, is he a real person? He's a close personal friend of ours, but close he might be an android. And No one would make that android. I think he's, again, I think he's some sort of weird energy amalgam. Oh, you're getting all fucking... Yeah. Oh, all spiritual. Yeah. All he's, next dimension on Yeah, you. I am. Okay. I am. Okay. 
So this is a letter that was written to just Jane. Now we were going to come up with, we were thinking sassy, about coming up with sassy, sassy names for these letters. Mm. And if anyone is listening to this podcast and thinks we should do that, uh, you know, I don't mm. know, fucking tweet us or really inspired or by that clueless, the clueless TV episode yes. where she became an agony aunt, yep. but then ruined everyone's lives around her, and it was very sad. Isn't and the fake tie that wasn't Brittany Murphy, like her boyfriend's put up with her or something. I'm trying to think of an example of what those letters be called, but the only thing I can think of is desperately seeking Susan. <laughs> I know that's not accurate, <laughs> but I also feel like it is. Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, boom, there you go. Uh, you've got mail. That's another rom-com. <laughs> is that what we're doing? I don't think I've ever seen either of those films. No, you're missing out. That's some fucking good <laughs> shit right there. That's the good shit. Okay, here we go. This was written to uh, Just Jane, which is in some fucking shitty UK tabloid. <clears throat> Every day, she gushes about how much she adores me. She cooks me meals, lays out my clothes and allows me to have any kind of sex whenever I want. But I'm the first to admit that I'm no Harry Styles, and no girl ever showed an interest in me until I sold my first firm to a major corporation. Today I run a food concession, which is also very successful. She has all the money she wants. I don't mind if she sends money overseas to her family or treats herself to designer outfits, it's all the same to me. But what does puzzle me is her attraction to yours truly. I'm not tall, dark or handsome. My teeth are capped, my hair is thinning, and being in the food industry means I'm never going to fit into a 34 inch waist jeans again. She maintains a guy's personality and sense of humour are more important to her than looks, but can that really be true when she's so gorgeous and I'm like a troll? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Wait, it gets better, it gets better. The other day, we made love. I mean, good God. It was amazing, as always. Afterwards, this is the thing, it's amazing, as always. Afterwards, I caught her, unguarded, with a faraway look in her eye. Doesn't sound like it was fucking amazing for her then, does it? I mean, honestly, if she could be on her phone, she would. Yeah, absolutely. I asked her if she was happy, and she snapped back like a trained actress with, Oh, yes, darling, you're all I've ever wanted. Now, that sounded weird at the start, but there were too many commas in there. Does she actually say, oh, yes, darling, you're all I ever wanted? Is she a robot? I mean, it might be. Really? Me? The truth is that even I wouldn't choose me on Take Me Out or Blind Date. There's almost a tiny voice in the back of my head nagging away and saying, why does she stay with you? How do I get that little voice to shut up so that I can really enjoy this fantastic journey we're both on? Well, remember I was talking about, you know, the tears that you know, you know, you, you know, know. You know, you know. And that's, like, he knows. If it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck. I mean, right? Bitch, she hates you. She uh, thinks you're gross. But it's so sad, though, that, like, instead of just having, like, accepting someone that is more on his aesthetic level and having a meaningful relationship, he just so sadly wants to, like, fuck that pretty, that hot girl. Yeah, because he knows because he's, he's, just... he's entitled to because he's because he's a man and he's successful and he's got lots of testosterone and money. Completely, and it's like he's now saying this like the doubt has set in. This is what happens: yeah. the doubt is set in. But see, for the first whatever how many time how long length he was with her, his dick was talking and telling him that of course she wants to fuck him because he's amazing and he's this and he's that, and you know she can get this you know these designer clothes. And so that's fine. It's equal. It's equal that she is. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, no. deal well, with that. Yeah, totally. No, he's paying for it. 
He's paying for it. He's like, well, if I if I buy her a nice handbag, then I should be able to have sex any way that I want. I mean, it literally sounds like she has signed a contract and she's just like, all right, you can fuck me for 45 minutes, whatever you want, just make sure there's like money on the bedside cabinet afterwards. But what's weirdest to me about this is not like the, 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 the context of it, right? Okay, like fucking horrifying rich man fucking marries or fucks hot piece, right? That's, I mean, that's just like a tale as old as time, right? Yeah. But it, what is always so strange to me is the, the man's mentality about it. Mm. Like, the way he can justify things to himself or, like, delude himself into thinking they aren't what they are is so fucking insane. And I know it is, like, when a man thinks with his dick at, like, anything is possible. But, like, he knows. He knows. Yeah, he must He knows know. what's happening. He's got eyes. And where is she? Well, sorry, abroad? Where is she sending her stuff? Is she, like... Now, did I, you, I didn't I mean, want I'm, to go to that place because she could just have family abroad. I'm not saying... I'm not by any stretch of the imagination saying she's a male-ordered bride because that's problematic. But let's face it, right? There's a but, lot of countries in the world... Where there are so few opportunities for women, this is it. That they are forced. Well, what was the one you were looking at the other day? The Asian women going to the Faroe Islands. The women from the Philippines and That's Thailand right. going to the Faroe Islands. And it's not like a, it's not like a fucking sex trafficking thing. It's not like a, no. it's not like a male order bride situation. No, they don't get paid to go there. Yeah, or it's, it's literally it's, just a case of like these women are. They don't like, get forced either. It's just I am like, trapped in this like cycle of economic hell. Well, but this is how can I get it? It's not even just it's not even the economic hell. Hmm. It's part of it's like they were saying a lot of the men in in the Philippines and Thailand are really patriarchal and treat them like shit. That's right. Yeah. And so it's like this is the thing for a lot of women. It's like you know, eat a shit or eat a shit sandwich. Those are your options, you know? You take the bread, but it's still going to taste like shit, right? Well, exactly. And ultimately, it's like, that's what's so sad about it, that that a person is being forced into, like, you know, a rock or a hard place, and they chose the slightly less shitter option. Meanwhile, you are just like, la, 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 like, this is, you're you're living in two complete different worlds. And that's what's sad about it. Like, Oh my god! And in a way, it's really—it's like got so much immaturity to it, you know. Mm. It's like a little kid, just concerned about what they want and what. Like he is literally whining, like oh, I don't oh, know if she loves me. Oh my to- my token wife doesn't really love me on like an emotional and pure spiritual level. Like <sighs> the thing is right, and obviously, like you know, neither of us have any like idea or inclination that like people any any a foreign wife is you know a, a male or a bride or anything like that however i think that even if you, you know regardless of where you're from like the, the token fucking rich man's wife mm-hmm. it's always a marriage of convenience either way and it's well let's face it right is it someone that you like when you meet a married couple right generally they're like either similar ages or like have similar interests or there's something that connects them but when you meet two people that are complete opposites and one of them happens to be very very rich like 
you know, you, 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 the mind goes there, right? You you assume you're like, eh, I mean, I shouldn't. Assume, but I guess but I what's, what's really weird to me though isn't that he's like, right? I mean, you get it, right? You are like some fucking. Tr- I mean, he called himself a troll, so yeah, that means yeah, he could, his words like, not mine. For as much as he's probably, uh, you know, that that wasn't self-deprecating. Mm. For as much as he's calling himself a troll, he is a fucking monster. Well, because that, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's going to be way worse than he sees it. See, if you could just be like, okay, this is happening, I'm a fucking monster, mm-hmm. and I'm going to marry this hot wife, because hey, why not? I'm rich, I deserve that, mm-hmm. whatever, right? And although that's horrific, yeah. it's like, that's just kind of like psychotic to me, mm-hmm. but at least it's realistic. Whereas this is this guy's like delusional, like, oh, she, she has to fuck him and pretend she likes it. That's the worst to me. Like, honestly, if I was going to do it, I'd well, be like, I'll just lay there and take but it. But here's I'm a question for you, right? If he, if he doubts it that much, and he's saying she lets me have sex with her, why is he still fucking doing it? In any way that he wants. I mean, good God, that poor woman. I, I know, just right? imagine him. Oh, God. Like, he's literally like a rapist. He's a rapist. Like, you, 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 his language is like illustrating that she is not willingly having no, sex with him. No, you know what? Him. He's not, it's not like a rapist. It's like, I'm not saying this is. I'm not saying she's underage, but that's almost the way a lot of paedophiles talk. Uh, you know, like that justification to themselves, like they, they, they didn't say no, or they are. You know, like I was watching a documentary about that, and that's a lot of the rhetoric that they spout. If they, if they had a problem with it, they would have told me, or they didn't say no, and it's that delusion that mm. that, that, that this person is somehow an active participant. And obviously I'm not comparing that situation to paedophilia, but in a way, that level of delusion that this, the the abuser or the hmm. dominant has in that situation, that the, what they're doing is not fucking awful. Then again, you know, she's, you know, a sentient being. She has agency. You know, maybe if this is a marriage convenience, it's what maybe, she yeah, wants. Maybe she's like, fuck it. I'll fuck this fucking ugly, gross dude and I'll just be rich and have a great house and, like, buy loads of cool stuff, right? Fuck it. That's, like, the hustle. The yeah, seriously. It, just right? get fucking, you know, but, get down with your Pilates instructor or whatever. But, like I said, like, it's the thing that bothers me is the fact that she has to, like, do all this and pretend to like it. Mm. Like, like I just said, like, you know, he can just stick it in or whatever, but let her look at her phone. So... Or, like, let him wear a, a paper bag or something. Just look at, you just fucking rig your phone up so no matter which way he's decided to have sex with you today, you can still see your yeah, screen. Yeah, she can, like, go on Instagram or, like, Fuck. Twitter or something. Jesus Christ. Watch YouTube videos. Just, oh, like, makeup so tutorials funny. or something. Being, like... It's so funny to me that this man could be so fucking acting so naive. Because that's the thing. I'm not going to say he is naive because he's acting naive. Yeah, because... But he's... he fucking knows. And the problem is, it's like we were saying before, you know, you you brought it up already. It's the justification to yourself, justifying your shitty behaviour. But part of it is, though, it's like, a, think about it, it's like a little kid. On one hand, they're like a little psychopath, right? Mm. That just really is just like, does something fucking awful. But on the other hand, they're like, well, mummy, make it, make it so that I'm not bad. Or like, mm, you know, it'll feel bad for me. Absolutely. But the problem with it, the, the problem with this situation is, though, you know, it's so common this sort of idea mm. you know how many men think that how many men like I mean how many men just think of their women as some sort of possession in that way or you know that they uh, so many men 
will talk about shit like that, but they won't do anything. Like, you know, they don't even acknowledge their wife. They don't have any sort of interaction with her. They fuck her in a horrible way, the way she doesn't want to be fucked. And then they're like, oh, wow, she's not nice to me. (laughs) I'm like... I can't believe she nagged me. Yeah, because you're a fucking dick. Well, it's that, just that. I mean, it's very stand- standard imbalance of the sexes, right? Well, this is it, yeah. This I is mean, it. he really needs, like... I don't even know. Well, how do you even... Because the problem with him is he will never see it. You know? Do we make him watch, like, a marathon of films starring strong women to make him understand the plights of women? But I feel like that that's... Do we make him watch films about the suffragettes? But the th- it seems to be the issue is, like, see by trying to demonstrate to men that women are equal and can be strong and can be good at X, Y and Z and deserve equal treatment and don't have any kind of innate differences the rest of us are programmed by society that seems based on the way culture is going to make men push back into the idea of patriarchal masculinity because their mm. ego is so threatened by it. It's that old thing isn't it? It's, mm. it's it, um, you know if you're in a position of privilege equality seems like oppression Mm. And that's the that's the I think that's like a huge hurdle that we need to get past. Completely, I guess for me though, like I am, I mean I'm so pessimistic, but I do have this weird faith in human beings, and I don't know where it comes from, and I don't know why I have it, and I realise it's completely irrational, it's misplaced, completely. But I feel like if a person could truly tap into their empathy and truly understand a person's perspective like, you know, really walk a mile in their shoes, their opinion would change. Is someone willing to really do that? Empathy is, someone... is something that we lack so much, though, isn't it? Empathy Completely. is like... Is that, I mean, and I think you know, there's a bit the of a... the key to, like, all these things. There's a know? tendency to act like that's a modern problem, but in reality, you know, like, fucking 200 years ago, we were fucking, you know, burning witches alive at the stake or whatever. It's not as if the human race has ever really necessarily had a huge amount of empathy for one another. <laughs> But I do think that there's maybe compared to the weird hope that people had in the late nineties, early two thousands, the generation shifted over, that things could get better, and the kind of the fallout of that, you know, the kind of public conversations about like equality and things like that. I think we have taken a couple of massive steps back on mm. that, and over the last couple of years, I think we're starting to kind of regress a little bit. Um, and I suppose what concerns me about the whole situation is that this guy's attitude is a pure tale as old as time. Mm-hmm. But we, as like a culture or a race and all that shit, still haven't kind of narrowed down the way to actually address that and change things. Mm-hmm. Because this guy is so delusional, he's like, does my wife not like me? When in reality, she's just lying there like a fucking sex robot. You know what, fuck it. Put him on the fucking waiting list for the sex robots. I don't because know, he's the like people get near them and break them before well, yeah, they're the even one. ready. <laughs> like, Did you see the one at the convention? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what. Oh that's, my god, she that's, was she, was, so, was, she was, was soiled. This is what, but in a, in a way, and this is what's so hard, right? In a way, what you really want to do is, I want to say, I want to like call this man the pathetic little bitch that he is, right? But that won't really solve anything. Part of the thing is we need to try and understand why he thinks it's okay to sort of treat a woman like that, and we need to almost acknowledge his feelings of feeling unloved or whatever, right? For as hard as that is, it's so hard. But the problem is, now, I think, 
much of the kind of rhetoric around these issues is saying what someone's doing wrong like why someone's a piece of shit for thinking these things or doing these things right which they should be completely held accountable yeah, for call that. Out culture completely but there needs to be something as well as that because mm. call out culture like like if you walk up to someone even if they're being the biggest fucking asshole and you just say to them you're being a fucking asshole that it's never going to go down well. That's just going to make that person defensive yeah, and angry. It, oh, am I? Oh, sorry, I didn't realise oh, yeah, that. Like, right? it's, I mean, it's a bit idealistic to think, particularly Completely. if you come and at I wish them it wasn't true. a place of aggression, because they deserve the aggression. Completely. And they deserve to be told what an asshole they are. Just like this, guys like that deserve to be told what a little pathetic bitch they are. But doing that isn't going to do anything. And I think when I was much younger, my first reaction would be to just call him a bitch and be like, he should know, he should know. I'm like no, that he doesn't know because he, he if he did, if he knew he wouldn't be like that. What would be your advice for him? To him, yeah, I would say that you need to think about what your marriage means, and if it actually is something that you wanted to like work on then you need to work on getting to know your wife and what your wife wants. Well, this is actually... Do you know what? That's really interesting you say that because I I can't... He said she looks good. She said I can fuck her however I want. That's never doesn't say anything in this letter about... Like, I would also advise him to on. get... Doesn't say anything about like having things in common, common interests, enjoying each other's company, laughing. Like a huge amount of therapy. Yeah, could probably yeah. I mean, that's 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 something that I think is good advice for everyone though. Just get tons of therapy. Yeah, completely. Just get fucking out of like, therapy. But like, that's the thing. It's like you can't expect love or affection from what is basically your living sex robot. Yeah. Because you're right. Yeah. He has not acknowledged. Like, does he love her? Do they get on? What does she like? What expensive stuff? I'm like that. That's not a, who a person is. Mm. And it's like. You need to just be real with yourself and have very honest conversations and honest yeah. thoughts about what the situation you're in is. And you know what? Fuck it. See if you decide, and they're both adults and they're both, you know, have ownership of their own lives. If they both decide that they're like, you know, he's a monster that just wants a living sex robot and she's just happy to, like, you know, have sex with him and get lots of money, and they decide that that's what it is. Then be real and be honest about what it is. Cards on the table. Don't delude yourself into thinking you're like it's in some sort of you know romance to end all romance. What mm. you know when you're not. Yeah. Be real about it because that level of delusion that you're living in, that bubble that he's living in, that always leads to unhappiness. Because cracks appear and you're then you're like, well, oh this god, is the, this I'm, is the first I'm big crack, isn't it? Sideswiped by this crack that was. Everyone's like... Everyone's like, buddy, like... <laughs> really? From the moment fucking she arrived in the back of a crate from Moscow to now. <laughs> right? Yeah. Did someone do that? Was a, did a broker set you up? A I broker? Know, right? Jesus, I was just on holiday and she came with me at the, at the bar. What are you talking and... about on holiday? They, they never go to the places. They don't go to the shit places that the women are. That happens sometimes. No, brokers always send them to places. Yeah, but it might have been, it might be another one. Or you might have just met her in his native country. That could have happened as well. Completely, because we're not implying. Yeah, not implying. Not implying that. Don't. No, don't there's anything wrong with a meal order bride. Like respect these ladies' hustle. Oh fucking right, respect You've the hustle. You've got to make things oh. work, whatever way you can. Hell yeah. And sadly, for a lot of women, 
their only thing their, that's the only thing left for them to yeah. do and he I constantly think about it. I'm so glad I live in Scotland yeah. but like if I lived in any other time period I'd definitely be like forced to be some sort of stinky old prostitute no you'd be burnt at the stake as a witch immediately on birth I mean that's probably true they would yeah. just get one look at you and be like that's a witch yeah that's true Alright, well, that's good advice. So, we are making excellent time in this podcast. This is fun. Yeah. We should do We should do more podcasts. Yeah. We were going to do other podcasts. We were going to do, like, what was your one? The murder podcast. I was going to do either crime, like... Crime. crime. We were going to do like, crimes. We're going to... No, yeah, actual just, crimes. Just, take just the, live podcasts. Take the microphone though. out of the balaclava on and just go <laughs> fucking tan windows in. <laughs> no, we were going to do either true crime or just, like, serial killers or we were going to do, like, paranormally stuff. Well, we settled on the Agony Ant thing, and I think it's going. Although well. I feel like we should have maybe came up with like Agony Ant names, you know, like old Colleen. Does she have an Agony Ant name? Like, like, like Deirdre, Deirdre, or like they all have like sassy names. Yeah, Deirdre is actually Deirdre's name. I looked her up on Wikipedia. I did. That's too. how much I prepared for this podcast. I, I did up too Deirdre before, but yeah, but I'm like. She just happens to have a name that goes with Deer. Okay, you're right. Well, she's lucky then. She's lucky. No, this get that lucky. this last problem. You are not going to like this. I'm oh going to God, give you a prior really? warning. There's going to be some fireworks here. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, so I picked this up from uh, Reddit advice. Which I didn't know was a thing. And you shouldn't know was a thing. there's a Reddit for everything. Yeah, there's a Reddit for everything. Unfortunately, they're all full of sort of fedora-wearing neckbeards with some pretty uh, antiquated views on gender equality. Great. That, I feel like that's going to be a recurring theme as well. Like, men are trash. I'm a dude. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a cis. I'm a cishet. <laughs> but, you know, men are trash. And... Uh, I have been on a long journey of self-discovery that's made me realise that. You were never like that, though. I was like 70% better than some guys. No, I feel like you're really hard on yourself over that. Okay, anyway. Like, honestly, if you were Let's not blow my own horn too much, you know. Right, okay. I'm a great ally, you know. I really woke. (laughs) Whatever. Okay, Uh, this one's got a heading. I feel like I'm playing an RPG and I picked the wrong life. I just want to hit reset start the game over. Already, computer game analogy, it's not going to go well, is it? Yeah, no, I know, I'm a bit like, oh Until you hear this shit. I, 24-year-old male. 24, do you 24 years of age and a male. I'm married to my wife, 24 years old and female. Married, 24, good start. I have parents that Mm -hmm. rely on me financially. That in turn puts my wife and I in financial difficulty. I have a job as an accountant... I don't hate it as much as I used to, but it's so mundane. I'm not happy. I'm not happy with my wife. I haven't been for almost the entirety of our marriage. Two years. I often think about what would happen if we got divorced, but then I can't think of hurting her, so then I think of what would happen if she suddenly passed away in an accident. I mean, so far I am... I am intrigued. In my head, that's easier than divorce. I know it's... Oh, he knows it's fucked up. I know it's fucked up. So he knows it's fucked up, I so like it's it. okay. Well, no, you have to say stuff like that. I know like, it's fucked up, like, No matter how fucked up the thing I'm it's saying like, is, if I say I know it's fucked up, then it's, it's like, like okay. I know. I just think, like, if I divorced her, she would, like, cry and yell at me, so I just wish that she would fall into, like, a fucking wood chipper and get sprayed all over the fucking trees. <laughs> she wants to have kids in the next few years. I don't because I don't know if I even want to be with her anymore. I told her I do, though, so that she won't leave me. I feel so tied down. 
by my family's expectations of me and responsibilities to help them that I can't do anything for myself. So this morning, I had a brilliant idea. Leave. I just want to leave. I want to buy a motorcycle and buy a puppy and just fucking leave. I can do small orders. Wait, wait. So, is he, he wants to buy the motorcycle and then like put the puppy on it and then get on the motorbike with him and the puppy and then leave? I'm thinking sidecar. Oh, yes. Sidecar and puppy helmet. <laughs> Which, to be honest, is like the one I'm thing I'm behind that. in this I'm letter. Here for yeah. That, yeah. I mean, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Do, you do you, man. That sounds yeah. cool. Okay. No, no, no. Sorry. Um, no, don't do that, buddy. Don't do that. I can do small odd jobs for money on the road. I don't have to commit to any place or person besides myself. That's what I want. Freedom! Capital letters there, so you know he's serious. I know my parents and wife will be heartbroken, but they'll be okay. They'll figure something out. I want to be selfish for once. Something tells me this is not the first time in this guy's I mean, life no, he's wanted really? to be selfish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I can't even with this. I am an ENFP personality type. Oh, with little Myers-Briggs on the go. Well, I, I looked up, it's the same one as Robert Downey Jr. Ah, really? Yeah, the promoter or the fucking diplomat or the circus clown or some shit, I don't <laughs> fucking know. Which basically means that I take care of people. Well, that's in a similar branch, I think, to my one, the one I am. Oh, no, yeah, you and this guy are really similar. Oh, we yeah. are. Yeah, fucking... I've always wanted Is this one. you? This is me. Am I the wife? Yes. <laughs> it's in my nature. But I want to take care of myself now. I'm 24 years old. It's probably about time he starts looking after I mean, himself, you know? I want to take care of myself now and not give a shit about what anyone thinks, including myself. What? You're an idiot. I want to stop doubting myself and stop hating myself for the things I say and do. I just want to be happy. I don't even know what that is anymore. I feel like doing this and leaving will achieve that. Here's where the advice part comes in, because he didn't need advice on anything before that point. Ah, right, so this is now he's what he's at. So wait, he's sure on everything else, but oh, this yeah, is no, why no. he needs advice. No, that's the thing he's decided to do, but ah. this is the bit he needs advice on. Ah, right. is it what colour motorbike helmet should he get? How do I do this without destroying my relationships? Is there a way I can have freedom and these relationships? Honestly, it doesn't feel like it. If there isn't a way to keep my ties, then how do I break them gently? How do I survive financially? Is there a happy medium, or do I have to cut ties and leave? Or should I leave for a little while and then come back a jobless homeless person that his family hates for leaving? And that's not the reason they hate you, they hate you because you are literally a fucking parasite. Right, first of all, see, before I get into this, can I just give the really diplomatic response, right? Yes. So first it would be, you need to go to like counselling and decide and like figure out what where all your problems stem from and you need to try and work through them, perhaps like marriage counselling with your wife and maybe just like take, you know, a small leave from work and try and figure out what you're, what's going on in your mind. Haven't said that. Haven't said now that. Now you've got that off your chest. Haven't said that. Uh, what I think he should probably do is buy the motorbike. Um, drive it to the hardware store, pick up a hose, um, drive the motorbike into your motorbike garage, close the door, attach the hose to the exhaust pipe, rev up the motorbike, and literally suck the fumes out of the pipe until you pass out and die on the garage floor. Right, so I just... Now, there is a phrase I have been known to use in the past with certain people, and it is, it's time to put your big girl panties on. Yeah. Now, this is what... I get it. 
oh, are you overwhelmed by all your responsibilities at, you know, at the age of 24 with your wife and, you know... Through your wife of two years. And that is quite a lot. Oh, yeah. But you know what, also? Did anyone force you to get fucking married? Also, I just... the the. And I get it that a lot of people struggle with that. And hey, it is hard to do. We want, we know we need to make a decision and it's hard because we don't want to hurt people or we don't want to deal with the consequences. But fuck me. If you are thinking that it's possibly better that she dies in an accident so you don't have to deal with it. <laughs> like, you have went so far off the fucking reserve. Oh. Like, you are like... Something is happening. Like... If you, you need to just really think about what your priorities are and deal with it properly. Like, he's, it's like a midlife crisis. He's going through his mid-midlife crisis, which I completely believe is a thing. I don't, I, I, I believe it's a thing. I don't think he's going through his mid-midlife crisis. I think he is in incredibly bad Arrested Development. Well, that, I mean, it's funny because I guess the symptoms are kind of similar. But yeah, he's just, I think part of this is something that all sort of mid-twenties, late-twenties go through, though. I think what you realise is you think life and adulthood is going to be different than it is. And then you get there and you're like, oh, this is actually just a pile of shit and I just have to work really hard. But you know what? That's what the situation is. I think the reason that he wants to just like get odd jobs and get a motorbike and get away is completely to do with his situation. Because if I, I think he hadn't got married, he didn't have the commitments and his parents had money, what he'd be saying there was, I want to quit my job and live in mummy's basement and play video games all Completely. Day. Completely. Right. But also, the problem is... It's a lot of it's to do with these options. See, a lot of time we're giving himself, yourself these options. See if you just, like, grew up and you had a farm and that was the only way you, like, had to get food and you had to, like, hunt for food and that's how you had to live. You wouldn't just be like, oh, I'm so tired of this. I wish I didn't have to do this. I wish I was just going to leave. Because you don't have any other option. And I'm not saying let's go back to that time. But I'm also saying, like, you know what? Sometimes life just fucking sucks and you just have to, like, grin and bear some of it. Like, we, it can't always be great all the time. Like, are you, you're not a child anymore. He wants to be, like, pure sucking on his mum's tip. Like, you're right back in the basement being told everything's okay with no responsibilities. Yeah, he wants to be but sucking hey, KFC fuck. gravy out of mummy's titty. But you can't, you can't have your fucking cake and eat it too. You wanted to be a big boy and you wanted to get married and you wanted to, you know, be an accountant and you wanted to do all that. Well, cool. Nothing in life is free. You wanted that, you got that. A reminder of the phrase, you made your bed, now fucking lie in it. And sure, having your parents be dependent on you financially, it would be very, you know, difficult. Yeah. But hey, let's just appreciate that you're an accountant and you have a job. Yeah. I'd love to earn some accountant money. Right. I think... I mean, I would kill myself if I was an accountant, but... Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. (sighs) But you know... You know, but I would never go down that path because I be know, good. I know that's not for me. I think that what the biggest issue I have with him, and I think what says the most about him as a person, is that this isn't a, a letter or a, a request for advice from people to say like, you know, I'm, um, it's what I'm doing shitty. It's tell me, convince me it's not. That's what it is. He's saying, guys, I'm doing this thing, and I know it's not shit, but tell me it's not. Just remind me it's not. 
Make sure that but, make sure that I feel okay about it. But isn't that scary though that we have a world full of ad air quote adults Christ. that like have proper jobs and he just probably like looks like a normal regular guy, mm. but inside he's actually a terrifying like like arrested development child that actually is really dangerous. Like, see that thought process, that justification of this crazy, crazy ideas is actually really terrifying. Like, you could justify anything that way. Can I just go back to this part here? I just want to talk about this here. Uh-huh. She wants to have kids in the next few years. I don't, because I don't know if I even want to be with her anymore. I told her I do, though. So that she won't leave me. So, but that's that's the weird thing, right? And right, forget, like, stop, like, stop, put on pause your judgment for him, right? You know, I mean, what no. a fuck! I know, right? I know, <laughs> so hard because he's clearly a piece of shit, right? But how fucked up is that? So you don't want to stay with this person, so you don't want to have kids with them. But you don't want them to leave you. Is that because you don't want them to leave you? Because you want to do the leaving? Politics of power. Right? But I'm like... What, did you not talk about kids before you getting married? Like, surely that was something you discussed. Like, a lot of people, when they get married, you know, breeders and such... Lawless breeders. They, when they get married, they want to have... That's no... I don't mean to sound like I have an issue with breeders. It's just me personally. I do not like children and do not ever want to spawn any. But if you get married to someone, that's a pretty normal path that you will eventually have children. Did you not have that conversation? Is it now just because you don't like her anymore? What is it because you think you can do better? Is she gained weight since you were married? Is it not as fun as you thought it was going to be? Is the excitement of being married over and now you're like, oh, this is actually shit? Is the reality of your day-to-day normal boring for you? I think most men wait a little bit longer before they want to just fuck off on a motorbike, though, right? Like, such a typical guy thing. That's like, like, that's I like hate having responsibilities. Oh, it's so annoying. I have to, like, be in the house and look after my life and, and you know, not fucking fall asleep drunk in an alleyway with my face in a kebab and a fucking pants full of piss. But then I think everyone thinks that sometimes, you know, like every every person, an adult, or not even an adult, some young people have to burden that too. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the burden of real life every day, mm-hmm. it can be monotonous and hard and there is a part of you that wants to just run away from it. Mm-hmm. But I guess the problem is that in our world we've deemed it as slightly acceptable for certain people men. to do that. Men. Yeah, like men. how many how many absentee fathers but, that just get to fuck someone, make a baby and then walk away. You know, whereas whereas women generally not all women, some men too. Let's let's look at the the not let's not go down the not all men route. Yeah. Men are trash. That's the official line of this podcast. <laughs> That's the party line. But like you know, they don't have that option to do that, or they would never because they have a conscience or you know a, a sense of responsibility that would never allow them to walk away from these things. Mm-hmm. And part of the, <clears throat> it's just about growing up. This guy, he completely just needs to fucking grow the fuck up. 
he is being a baby, he needs to put his big boy pants on and realise that life isn't always a fucking party. I want to play devil's advocate for a minute. I agree he does have to grow up. Completely, okay. I think he is a piece of shit. If I found out in the newspaper that he had been murdered brutally, I would masturbate at his funeral. I mean, that's horrifying. However. Chill out, okay. However. Uh Uh-huh. If he does grow up and his grown-up self is not happy with that life and is Mm -hmm. like, right, actually, like, I, I wouldn't expect an unhappy couple to stay together Mm -hmm. because they made a choice. Like, I believe in divorce. Oh, completely. Yeah. But... Just deal with it like an adult, though. Yeah, right? So that's the thing. I'm not sure if things are working. Yeah. Also, try and maybe save it. Maybe marriage counselling. Do things. Because you know what? Relationships are hard. And, you know, how long... They were married two years. Like, what is two years? I mean, I guess who knows how long they've been together. But, Mm. like, you know, let's face it. We are literally days away from our 10-year anniversary and it's like you know 10 years strong baby 10 years Woo! of horrific day after day <laughs> I mean it is a slog it is a slog no what I mean is you know there might be a time when you may have to work a little bit yeah like when, like when we went to the marriage counsellor <laughs> remember that and just said everything was your fault <laughs> I wish we could go to a marriage council. I'd be interested. Curious to see what they say. Yeah, what do they have to say? I mean, this 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 has got there's something there's something just really unhealthy about this, isn't there? A relationship. (laughs) They'd say, "Get you're not married," and we'd say, "Yeah, it's because we really can't." We don't believe in the concept of marriage. That's not true. It just we just couldn't be bothered. That's worse. Well, that is worse. I feel like maybe we should take some sort of fake stance on it, like that we don't believe in the concept of marriage. Yeah, well, that's what I was just doing, but you just shit on it. Ah, I just well, I know. I just feel like we should come up with that lie and make it our official line. Because genuinely it is that we just couldn't really be bothered. I know, who, who's, I mean, the, all that hoo-ha, who could, oh, who's right. got time for it? Oh, so this fucking, that. this this guy did it 22 years old, he went through that, can you imagine? Yeah, but part of me thinks that getting married a lot of the time is just some sort of weird desire for attention. Because I always feel like it's like, everyone, come to my party to celebrate my relationship and look at my happiness and look at my cake Give me presents also. Spend a lot of money on your outfit so you look good for my day. It's like a weird thing. And I know technically in society, like, rituals are important. You know, and, you know, a a wedding is a ritual. But it seems weird. But then I'm like, should we just have group weddings? Like, the weird cult that has the pure mass weddings. You're like, like, like 200 people in a gym hall getting married at once. That seems weird also. Yes, that's what we should do. (laughs) I I feel like you're right. The weddings is like... Everyone, come to my party that I'm having on this particular day, which I'm going to be elevated to be the most important person. And look how much I am in love. I'm more in love than you. And I'm wearing a beautiful dress because I'm a delicate angel on a like, cake. It's like your day. It's your day. Yeah. Like, what a weird thing to want. It's so odd. But, you know, part of the reason I always think when people get married young is that they get really, like, they're, they're excited about the idea of marriage. And that's probably what happened, you know. Like, people get really obsessed. People that are like... Not always, but sometimes when people want to get married young or very quickly, it's like you get very lost in the idea of marriage. But ultimately, marriage is kind of irrelevant. What's actually important is you're with that person for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. And that's day by day. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's day to day. But I think I think look, ultimately, like they probably 
They didn't get married too young, but he got married too immature. Well, yeah, completely. Like, absolutely. Age has actually got nothing to do with it. Yeah, the fact that... That's what I mean. Like, he's obviously very immature. But I think... Again, it's that thing where we want to all want... Everyone knows that feeling that he has. Mm -hmm. That, like, want to run away and not want to deal with things. Of course. I think about, like, I just wish you would die all the time so I could run away. (laughs) Always she, was about that. she was just dying in an accident. I mean, I'm not going to tell her. I mean, if she could die, that'd be fine. I mean, I worry. I think, oh, what if she gets hit by a car? Well, oh, no. but no, but this is my point, though, right? Every one of every one of us has those thoughts about like kind of wanting to avoid real life, right? Yeah. But we <clears> would <throat> never allow it. You know, it's like that few minutes that you allow yourself in the morning before you get up, and then you sort of snap yourself out of it. But the fact that he's like allowed himself to go so far to consider like, oh, it would just be so much easier if she died so I didn't have to deal with her. You know, like I didn't have to like sign divorce papers and have that awkward conversation. Wouldn't she be better if she just got hit by a bus? Like, how are you not seeing that that is some fucked up thinking? <laughs> like you, your perspective is really fucked up there. Yeah, the... Large Hadron Collider fucked up, ripped a tear in reality, Donald Trump is president. Is that, and that an guy... actual theory? Yes. Uh, I've never heard of this. Obviously. I'm not really big in my internet conspiracy theories. Well, I certainly am. Sandy Hook truther for life. What's that about? The, 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 the weird people think that Sandy Hook was staged. I've so never t- heard this. Well, you're not paying enough attention then, right, are you? So Sandy Hook was staged. Yeah, so this was like Infowars and Alex Jones, and they think that Sandy Hook was fake. Everyone are crisis actors, that's what they call them. And it was a false flag, and it was designed by Obama to take away their guns. Ah. So there you go. Aren't you glad Aren't you glad that you know about it's that like now? Pizza, pizza yeah, it's like Pizzagate. Yeah, it's like Gate. It's like all that fucked up conspiracy shit. Again, see if it wasn't about such serious stuff and it wasn't so terrifying because you know, like it would be of the real life right? implications of yep. the world. Yeah, it would be hilarious. Like if it did not, if it did not contribute to a system systematic violence against certain people, it would be the most hilarious shit in the yeah, world. Yeah, completely. It's like, hey, have this applesauce because the spaceship's going to be flying over and they're going to take us to the new planet, or like, you know, pay all this money and believe in these things because. All these thetans are in your body and they like fell into volcanoes. Are we, are we going for Scientology on the first episode? Who, who said Scientology? You did. You said thetans. I didn't. That's not a Buddhist <laughs> belief. I don't think it's like a Muslim one. I haven't read the Quran. I love Scientologists. I love Scientologists too. They are really great friends of ours and I believe in all their beliefs. Please do not fuck with us. Mm, that's true. You're Please right. do not come for a Scientologist. We love you. Tom Cruise, hi. <laughs> hi, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Oh my god! So I mean, let's let's sum up. We we have been recording this podcast now for one hour and twelve minutes, which I feel like is twelve minutes more than I wanted it to be. But I'm going to go with it because it's our first time. I love how you're like, you know, keeping up. Well, now I can't talk. (laughs) Do you have one hour and twelve minutes of speech in you? Then it's just gone. (laughs) Yeah, completely. That's it done. (laughs) I'm like powering down now. No, uh, to sum up. Oh God, this guy's a piece of shit. Yeah, he's a, he's an asshole douchebag. But I hate don't him. you also pity him? Because this is the thing. Again, when I was yeah. younger, I used to just be like completely call out, like you are a piece of shit, like fuck you. Mm-mm. But in a way, you know, being trying to put myself in his shoes, he's got so much sort of fear and unhappiness. You know, he's sort of a sad character. 
ultimately, I think with any problem like that, though, he's thinking the wrong way, his perspective is wrong. Changing these outside things, whether it be your marriage or your job or, like, your responsibilities, aren't ever going to change the thing. Like, the problem is inside you. You know, ultimately, it is is to do with him. He's overwhelmed. He's struggling. He needs to, like, reflect on himself. He needs to grow up really quickly before he makes any decision as well. He needs to not make decisions based on this weird childlike fantasy he has of what adulthood is. No, fuck it. Maybe he does. Maybe everyone would just be better off without him. Sometimes that's how you learn in life, though, by making huge mistakes. It's hard to argue against that. (laughs) Sometimes you learn. Yeah, buddy, do it. Do you know what? Do it. Well, I worry about his poor parents who seem to be financially supported by him. But his fucking wife, she'd be better. She could go, like, leave him. She'll be sad for a while. I don't know, a divorcee at that young age, sad. But she can go and get, like, a haircut and get, like, a sassy new best friend to, like, take Mm. her on the town. And she'll meet a nice guy who's, like, not a piece of shit and not going to, like, leave with her new puppy and a motorbike. Or she could find a rich old man that looks like a troll and just get a marriage at convenience. Because apparently those are going now. Mm, that's true. Also, she has so many options. Yeah. So the, many fucking the options. The world is your shitty oyster, man. Completely. You go, girl. Completely. Yeah, get a girl. <laughs> totally. You should get loads of like, sayings like that. She could put them on her, <laughs> on her spirit board or whatever. <laughs> she, could, like, she could have like, you know, you know, it's like those terrible films. Like, Oh, what is that one about with with Jada Pinkett Smith and Meg Ryan and she gets like Sleepless a shit... in Seattle. No, it's about like women, female friends, and at the end she was like her husband leaves her, and at the end she just like becomes a fashion designer and she does like at the end it's like the final show with the the ooh the red dress walking down the runway and she does like a sassy like yeah I've made it I'm like back to myself like fuck my it doesn't matter if I'm a divorcee like sassy walk down the runway. And that's her, like, winning at life. She could have that moment. That's a very specific moment for her to have, but I'm glad that you brought it <laughs> yeah, to the table. just in my head, all I could see when we're talking about this was Meg Ryan's, like, stupid fucking face, like, Is this pre or, this. pre or post fish pout, Meg Oh, Ryan? this is way post, like... Oh, no, this really? Is, this, is, this is, like, <sighs> sassy older friends. Oh, dear. I feel like the women from Will and Grace, Grace from Will and Grace was in it, and Jada Pinkett Smith was in it, I think, also. Someone else, possibly. It was not a good film. I have no interest in this film. It's, you know, one of those films, like, women like this stuff, right? Women like this. Ah, it's a women's film for women. Yeah. Which, I see. You know, Handbags, fashion designers, friends, completely, cocktails. It's completely that. It's the, yeah, okay, got you. All Things right. that women like. Well, uh, I'll go go ahead and look that, that film up for some <laughs> watching, because I can't wait to see that. In the meantime, we're going to try to wrap up the podcast. Okay, okay. So, uh, this was fun. Yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed this. I feel like I gave no good advice. We did insult a lot Fair of people. Fair agreed. We, yeah, thank you, buddy. We insulted a lot of people, um, which is kind of what we do. Mm-hmm. But what we will do is we'll set up an email address, and if anyone does want actual advice because I mean you know these are strangers so obviously we're going to be mean to them like, if you ask us directly for advice I would if we could actually get like real advice because yeah. I actually would like to give r- real help the realness We'd yeah like to provide the actual, actual real workable advice but 
We also do want to continue down the line of finding weird neckbeards on Reddit and yelling at them for an hour on a podcast Completely. too. So. so we'll set up an email address and we'll put that in the podcast description and then next week. Once oh. we've done it, I will go ahead and actually <laughs> read it out on the podcast because I didn't really prepare that, so my bad. Sorry about it. Yeah. Alright, thanks for listening if you did. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Love you, bye. Love you, bye.